Tigers got 152 yards. Should be just a nice, comfortable nine iron for him. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. Tournament predictions and conversation on all the storylines across the PGA Tour. This is On the Green, WFUV's exclusive golf podcast. Welcome back on the green. I'm here with Andrew Villada with Mike Calamari and Will Talent. And guys, another exciting week in golf. And I just got to say, these last few tournaments even if it's not a major you've gotten some really exciting golf a lot of playoffs and this one just another week and you saw Sam Burns my pick got the win in this one in a playoff and it really was a stunner I mean I was watching that back nine with Scotty Scheffler in the lead you had HV3 Harold Varner kind of right there with him a few other guys were in there as well and they just completely fell apart I mean I don't know what you guys Mike I'll start off with you but Scotty Scheffler to me blowing this and having the lead going into the final day and not closing out, to me, that's probably one of the biggest shockers we've seen in weeks. Yeah, I'm. Mean, he's someone who doesn't have anything else to prove this season, but you just want to see the ability to sustain the greatness, which when you were there on Saturday heading into the, you know, the final round and, you know, you were hoping that, you know, he would be able to pull that up, having that lead end up going to that playoff and losing it. So that's kind of discouraging, but... This is a Masters champion. This is the number one golfer in the world. This is someone that doesn't need the win as much as maybe someone like a Rory McIlroy or, you know, one of those other top golfers you can think of. So I'm not that discouraged with him, but if he wants to have his name associated, you know, with the greats or just with the best in the game right now, I know he's got the number one golf ranking. You still need to see the level of success sustained out of Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, I think it was definitely a shocker. I think you said it best, though, Mike. This guy is a guy that has nothing really else to prove. He's done a lot. He is, as you said again, Mike, the number one golfer in the world. But it is something that you want to see him close out and get done. So he does get put in that category with the best of the best. But a little surprising, but really not the biggest of deals, if you want to put it that way. Uh, definitely for sure. Also, this episode, we'll talk about the match with Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers against uh, Patrick Mahomes and jo- Josh Allen. That's going to be an interesting uh, conversation, too. The match every year, you, you always get like one or two like really great clips out of it. Obviously, everyone goes back to the one in COVID where it was Brady and I want to say it was Brady and Tiger. I want to say it was. And then it was or maybe it was Brady and uh, it was Brady and Mickelson, I think. Uh, versus Tiger and uh, Peyton Manning and Tiger was able to get it done there I think everyone remembers that but another fun one definitely should be in Nevada and then we'll also get our picks with the Memorial which is always a fun tournament kind of that tune-up for the U.S. Open so that should be a lot of fun as well but kind of going into now talking about Sam Burns who gets the win I picked him and he's a guy that has really low keys had a great season 
on the tour. He's third in earnings. He's in FedEx points. He's second. He's got now the second most wins with three. And he's a guy that's young, only 25. And this week he did it with the putter. I mean, some that, that, that Sunday performance when everyone else was struggling. I mean, the whole field struggled. He was there just hitting putt after putt. And then in the playoff, after not playing for probably two hours, he hits he, he hits a putt from the fringe to win to win the tournament. Just 38 insane, feet, I think, 38 feet. Insane yeah, effort by him. Just an insane effort for him to get that done. And for Burns, he's a guy that a young player, and you see him up and coming. A lot of people now are kind of getting him ready maybe for that major tournament victory and kind of hit him with just a ton of talent. You wouldn't be surprised if he can eventually get it done and he gets a huge tournament win because I, I, he won, I believe, at uh, Valspar, I think, uh, before. So, uh, yeah, he won the Valspar also in a playoffs. That's also a pretty big tournament. But Charles Schwab's, I think, a much uh, bigger tournament in, like, that Masters er- – or major area, excuse me, there, where you have – it's between the PGA and the U.S. Open. So he's getting hot at the right time as well. And he's obviously having, you know, a breakout season and one of the big surprises on tour. Yeah, I, I think without a doubt, and just the aggressiveness that he came out on Sunday with uh, birdieing three of his first four holes and then six on the first nine. So th- that's something, you know, you don't see always from someone who's, you know, just up and coming. I think the fact that he was so aggressive on the sun, uh, on, on the last um, 18 of the, t- of the tournament, able to get the win in the playoff, like you said, Andrew, after basically sitting out for almost two hours, just insanely impressive. And then winning it on the green, the way he did with that kind of big time putt, an absolute shocker that he's able to take down Scotty Scheffler in this fashion. Um, and it just adds to the excitement of the season so far. The fact, I think the best tournaments have been non-majors for the most part. You know, we've had some really good ones with Justin Thomas coming off that PGA championship victory, but you know, with the masters being a little more of a blowout, we've had really great uh, tournaments so far this season. And this just adds you know, to that list. Yeah, Mike, I like the the word aggressiveness there for Burns. He opened the day with three birdies on four holes. He just came out and he was ready to play. And I, it's something that you always like to see. He won the Sanderson Farms Championship back in October. So this is a guy really trying to make a name for himself. And he's really playing well this season, taking down big names as, as he took down Scheffler this past week. It was just really big and it's really fun to watch new golfers come come in and really make a name for themselves and with Burns I was watching and you know I picked him and I, he was always like in the 20 range was like that's fine and uh like I was like at least I won't get like you know embarrassed like I did with the the Kepka picks where he was barely making the cut and then I just see he's like he's seven back I'm like you know uh last week you had Justin Thomas he was seven back on Sunday so you never know and then I checked my phone and it was like because he he's teed off pretty early I think it was like 11 or 12 and I checked my phone at one and he's like already five under on, on the front nine and I'm like oh my god he's making a run I think I texted in the on the green group chat like oh my god like this is an amazing front nine I think he shot 30 on the front nine and so for him to be able to you know come back after you know not, not so good start to the to the week with Thursday and Friday but coming back was really really good on Sunday and to be at nine under just like Justin Thomas when you you had him going into the clubhouse as not the leader uh, at nine under, but the field comes back to him with, we'll get to the conditions and all that stuff. But for Burns, just a really gutsy effort on Sunday. Obviously he shot the best 65 was the best for the tournament. So just um, a great, a great Sunday for him. And now for, for his third win on the season and, 
he's a guy that will start turning some heads. Yeah, definitely. I think this is, you know, a big, a big win um, for him. And uh, just on the season so far, I think, you know, just to be able to beat the number one in the playoff is just, you know, so good for launching yourself forward. So I, I think this is a, a huge tournament. Then you look forward next week and you hope that, you know, maybe he can continue it. And then maybe this is finally the week that Scotty gets back on the tops. So that's something that I'm going to be following as we get move forward in the season. Yeah, and something for Burns, too. This matched the biggest comeback in Colonial Country Club history after starting the day seven shots back. So just really exciting golf from Burns and looking forward to see what the rest of the season has for him. So moving off Burns, we got to get to the situation why Burns was in that chance to win and in the playoff because the weather was just insane. I mean, you go to a guy like Harold Varner who – went 5-7-5 and ended up he was in the lead or tied for the lead at, at minus 10. He ends up at even par, which to me is just insane. I mean, for a, a guy to be almost in the lead to drop all the way down the leaderboards, you really saw it throughout the tournament, whether it was with a, a guy like Scheffler who only dropped two strokes but ended up being for the win, or you know a guy like Scott Stallings who was at 11 under to start the day. I mean, just a lot of 70s on that back nine and on those last final groupings. And that's the difference in these types of tournaments. I mean, Colonial is a site for major championships. I believe Rory won one uh, there. I believe, I want to say U.S. Open, he won uh, there. So uh, this course, very hard in definitely um, that major type, you know, conditions. And we saw that on Sunday. But for me, I I think it's huge prep for a guy like Burns, for, you know, also a a guy like Scheffler as they get ready for the U.S. Open. Yeah, you, you mentioned Varner, and you, you talk about the conditions. He gets the bogey on 13 after missing the four-foot putt for par and then the double bogey on 14 for the out-of-bounds yeah. drive. So, you know, it just shows, you know, that how tough it was. And for a guy like Burns to come out and be able to get the win like that and take down the number one, I know I keep on saying that, but to come all the way from back, in the conditions and still get the win. I think that just makes it so much more impressive. And you look at the struggles that the rest of the field had. Um, it, it, it's, it really is going to help him as he carries over, like you said, into the U.S. Open, into the Open, because that's when he can now have these better finishes because he has that experience at the Charles Schwab. Yeah, lots of wind during this Colonial, or during the at Colonial, I should say. Made good shots bad and made bad shots even worse. And Burns, he went out and said, just with the conditions today, with how tough it was, uh, it was playing, I was just so proud of the way we hung in there. I played just such a good round of golf today. I'm just proud of the way we finished. And then to make that putt is just icing on the cake. So the wind, though, the wind was definitely a problem. And in golf, you know, you don't want crazy wind because that's, that's really uh, not a good recipe for success. But Burns, he... He managed. He managed really well. And a lot of the a lot of the uh, top guys that we've seen, they couldn't really handle the wind as better as or as good as Burns did. That's for sure. Also, another guy, Davis Riley, he uh, also was in the lead. I think he was at minus 11. He ends up at uh, minus seven. And just those crazy conditions definitely played a part. So big win for Sam Burns. That's obviously you know, for him, moving him up the ranks, up the FedEx Cup, all that stuff is huge for his career, only at 25. I mean, I feel like it's a matter of time before he gets that first major championship. But before we get into our pick, safe, sleeper fade for the Memorial and 
that will be a really fun tournament, kind of that the best prep for the U.S. Open, a lot of people say. Let's get into the match because the match is always kind of interesting. And every year we get these, uh, you know, crazy celebrity matchups and for charity for, for, for the match. Everyone loves watching it for, you know, the, the prop bets and all that stuff. This year it's Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers going up against the young guns, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Just looking at the handicaps, Aaron Rodgers is easily the best golfer. I didn't know Aaron Rodgers was such a good golfer, but a 4.6 handicap for him, followed by Mahomes with a 7.7 handicap, and then Brady with an 8.1 handicap, and Josh Allen with a 9 handicap. So Allen's probably the worst. Supposedly Brady's like practices a ton and get, it's supposedly gotten a lot better. But uh, the, um, well, well, Brady was chirping Allen about like uh, – Yeah, yeah, he was. Fly off, so – um, I always like that stuff. I it's like I don't even. Are, do you want? Are we going to be making picks for this? That, I'm not sure if um, if I even know where I'd even pick. If I'm honest, yeah. I feel like I gotta go. Me too. Well, what's oh, Brady, yeah. what's Brady's record? I don't know if this should count. Like maybe it should be like half. Half. I, I think. It's, yeah, let's do like half. Like, it's, like, it's just, let's do like one point, maybe. Well, so well, what's point. what's Brady's record? Yeah. In the Capital One so far, because he he. He did it. Oh, he lost two. the first one. He, he's 0 and 2. I, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like he's kind of due, but he's 0 and 2. What makes this one unique is that there's no pro golfer paired um, with the with the NFL athlete, right? That's the probably the most unique one about this one. So it's yeah, definitely yeah. a harder pick because you don't have that pro to go off of. Where as last time you could be like, you know, I'm going to take you know DeChambeau or you know I'm going to take Tiger, and I guess now you got to really just say. You know, how much better is Tom Brady than Josh Allen at golf? I think Rogers, he's like, I think he won pro am like in that stuff. And I know Josh Allen just like completely like I don't think he even made the cut at at, at a pro am that just recently. It was Rogers and DeChambeau last time, right? Yeah, yeah so and that- Rogers like completely like I mean DeChambeau was and it was Brooks and Brady, I believe. I think that's what it was. Yeah, and Rod- or no, it was Phil and Brady. Yeah, Rogers looked like just as good as like D shit. I'm probably he, they're obviously not, but he like, hit he like yeah, he, he hit like, an insane birdie putt to win. It was like a 15, 20 footer. Yeah, he's right on that level. So I, I guess I, I would say Brady and Rogers is um my pick if I had to choose one. Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to go with Brady and Rogers too. I mean it, Josh Allen, as you said, Andrew, is clearly the, the worst golfer of the four here. And Rogers is pretty good and Brady I know Brady's out there whenever he can. So I got to go with Brady and Rodgers. I'm going to go with Rodgers. Look, I do not like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. As a Saints fan, you got to face Brady so many times. And Rodgers, he's always going to be in in an NFC conversation as an NFC football fan. But it's not NFL Friday. So I'll put that aside. Aaron Rodgers, I think, gets the win because he's just, I mean, easily the best handicap. And Josh Allen with – you know, by far the worst handicap. I mean, we'll see if, if Mahomes can kind of carry him along a little bit, but I think Rodgers is going to be able to get this one done uh, with Brady. Now, I, I want to look at some prop bets because uh, they started to come out little by little. Uh, and the biggest one that I saw, I mean, it's kind of tough to find some of these, but one that I see is that uh, if any of the golfers are going to hit an eagle, that's, I think, the biggest one. I think that's a good one, too. I don't know what's going to happen. It's well, not going to be high because there's no golfers. I feel. Is that what? What's the um? What's the format of this one compared to the one alternate shot? Like, like same thing. So just alternate shot. So it's if they get an eagle combined, then right? 
Yeah, yeah. So like a team but, together. Yeah, it's not, that's not, not actually as tough as I thought. But like I feel like Mahomes and Josh Allen are like maybe a pro together. Eh, I mean, I, I, I maybe that that's actually a good point if they're put, but they're but it's not like a scramble. Like everyone takes a shot, it's just alternate. So like oh, everyone hits all, a drive. It's just alternate. So yeah, everyone so takes a drive. Matter. Yeah. So it's basically that. So I mean, it's definitely going to be. Uh, I don't know. I, I I could see it happening. I think Rogers going to do it. Cause I think he's like, I mean, he's like one, I mean, he's a good, good, good golfer, I think. Yeah. So yeah, if I have to make my final pick, it's, it's Rogers and Brady. I'm going with the veteran experience to win this one. Yeah. I mean, there's really no other, other way you can go there. That Eagle prop bet though. That's pretty interesting. I, I'm I trying to find some other ones. Happen, they didn't come out. It'd be fun to like, just see and just watch and wait and see. Cause who knows? Uh, Rogers could just go out of his mind. You never know. Yeah, and I I want to I want to exactly. get the, I mean, you have... the Charles Barkley um, commentary. I think that's something to note, which makes it. Uh, <laughs> I think he's on it. I, yes, it's TNT. I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be on. Yeah, it. yeah. I mean, so it has Rodgers and Brady taking the first lead at minus one forty. It has uh, Rodgers and Brady winning the first hole at plus two hundred. Uh, let's see some other. To be ahead after three holes is minus one thirty for Brady and Rogers, so definitely it's it, it's going the uh, the the Brady and Rogers way. Uh, the the one thing that's that a lot of people are saying to take Mahomes and Allen is to win the just the par threes, the most par three winners. So that's something that they're only plus a hundred that uh, some some people are saying they may be able to to get a crack at that, but. Some fun there. It's always going to be a lot of fun with the match. And that's just the, the, the preview for the Memorial Tournament. Always a big tournament, a, a mainstay on the PGA Tour. It always gets people ready for the U.S. Open. And this is definitely going to be an interesting tournament just because uh, this place, especially in recent years, has had a lot of history, especially with John Rahm. Uh, if you guys remember, John Rahm won in 2020, and, and, and that was where he had that uh that penalty where he was in the in the rough and took a penalty it was up three made him up one ended up winning the tournament and then last year rom got it was minus 18 through three rounds and then got covid and then lost couldn't play in the final round so he didn't win the tournament so that's kind of the the recent history uh with the memorial and uh dublin ohio i mean if sam was here i mean dublin ireland this is in dublin ohio this tournament in murfield village golf uh, country clubs. So definitely should be an interesting one as we get ready for this tournament. We'll start off with you. Uh, let's go with sleeper to start it off here. Ooh, sleeper. Okay. I got Patrick Reed. You know, Reed, he's been, uh, he's been down a little bit this season, but he's been playing well recently put together. He tied for uh, 34th at the PGA championship. And then he tied seventh at Schwab last week. And he's, um, he's very comfortable at Murrayfield village where, um, finesse around the greens is required uh, since 2016 he has three top 10 finishes including a solo fifth place finish last year in a top 10 in 2020 so i'll go with patrick reed and we'll see what happens i think that's a pretty solid pick and hopefully it hits because i haven't had anything to hit anytime that i've been on on the green so so i'm going back to back uh sleepers for me uh, I feel like DeChambeau is a good point. Like, if he is worse size than DeChambeau, they're a sleeper. Uh, so I, I'm going 60 to 1 odds is Chris Kirk. Um, uh, back to back. He, he finished fifth in the PGA Championship. He was my sleeper last week. He was top 10 heading into Sunday, struggled, finished still 15th um, 
three under overall. He's played a lot of good golf since the Mexico championship when he got cut. So I want to see him continue doing that. So I think he's a really good pick to finish inside the top 20. My sleeper is going to be Corey Connors at, uh, at you love, you at, love Corey Connors picks. I, I think Sam picked him before. Oh, That's Sam has think. then? Minimum Sam picked him, I think, like in the, in the Masters, I want to say, as a sleeper. But I'll go with him that. here. Yeah, and he ended up – he's tied for six in the Masters. He's also tied for 11th at Bay Hill. And he's, he's a guy that plays well at these types of tournaments. People say that the biggest kind of comparison uh, to – uh, the Memorial is the Masters just because it's kind of a similar course. And that's where Connors plays his best golf at those types of courses. So I think he'll be able to crack the top 20 and uh, hopefully get the sleeper pick. Because I, I like at the beginning, I hit like two or three straight sleepers and then I haven't hit one since. And I was like, damn, this is actually really harder than I thought. <laughs> so now let's move over to the fade. Mike, who are you fading this week? Yeah, I'm going to uh, fade Matsuyama just because I don't know if he's going to be able to put it together. Um, didn't play the show Bob plus nine at the PGA championship, someone with great iron play, you know, we've seen that time and time again, you think back to the masters, he was third at the AT&T Byron Nelson. So he's had some good finishes here, a surprise, I think this year at the masters, cause there were those injury concerns, but just based on what I saw at the PGA championship, looking at the field, uh, he, he's someone that I think, um, is going to end up getting cut or at least struggle to finish inside that top 50 even i like that but i'm gonna go with speeds here guys i have cbs sports really helping me out with these picks but give me speeds as a fade now uh jordan speeds he uh he plays pretty well in ohio but not at the level where it'll bring him to the top of the odds boards he has a pair of top 10 finishes and nine tries here uh, third place was his best back in 2015, and Spieth he's been kind of he's been kind of up and down all all year. He he won, but he also missed the cut at the Masters and at the Players. So I, I don't know. I think Spieth is a little hot and cold, and I think this week he's going to be cold. I got Spieth as my fate too. I I, I didn't look at uh, the CBS Sports, but now I'm like happier that they also picked him because they have like that that like uh, odds thing that like. Uh, it like makes the predictions. It's like a formula or whatever. So for them having speed makes me feel a little bit better as well, but he's a guy that just missed the cut at the masters. And he's a guy that I think that a big name and he's either going to make and hit big or miss a cut. Like he has that opportunity to miss a cut and he's played really bad at times to miss cuts. And you see him miss cut at the masters. And I think he missed three cuts this year. So I wouldn't be surprised if he missed the cut again. And a guy that seemed like he was turning everything around and was playing a lot better recently. And then over the last few tournaments, hasn't played too, too well. Did finish seventh last week, but only 34th at the PGA. And I think he struggles this week as well. Now let's get to our picks. I'm going to start off this one. I'm going to go with John Rahm. I just think he's been too good at Memorial these last few years. Has the 2020 win, was up six strokes before he had to withdraw because of COVID. So I think he's coming back with a chip on his shoulder. Going to be like, I, you know, should have won last year. Now going to go up win this year. I know he's the favorite and it's the easy pick, but I think I'm going to go and win the tournament. He's had so much success at Memorial. It's really built for him. And I think he's going to be able to get. So get I'm going to go with the guy who's got the second best odds, Roy McIlroy. I feel like he's just been playing such good golf. Um, three straight finishes inside the top 10. Uh, you know, he's having one of the best seasons to date, just hasn't had the wins. 
third in strokes gained uh, off the tee, number one in scoring average. So uh, uh, I think that, you know, he's someone who's a clear-cut uh, favorite for me, and I think he finally gets his win this week. And speaking of CBS golf, uh, Will, I'm getting the, same, getting the same help for my picks. Yeah, well, Mike, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm going with Rory as well. The longer course, got to you got to be strong playing off the tee. And uh, Rory, you know, he should be able to contend get and get his putter back on track after an ice. He was really cold on the back nine of the PGA Championship. But as you said, my three top ten finishes in Ohio and last year, he tied for 18th on a course that played a lot more difficult than in past years. But I think this could be Rory's tournament to win. So, yeah, let's go with Rory McIlroy, plus 1,200, by the way. McIlroy's been so, so good. Like, he's going to win a tournament. It's just a matter of when for me. And I wouldn't – it was like I was between him and Rom. I just wanted to go with the more safer pick, in my opinion, in Rom. But you just look at his – like, it's like top five, top seven, top ten. I mean, Rory's just been so, so good this year. So, I mean, definitely not a bad pick at all. It's going to be a fun week of golf for sure. You got the match. You got Memorial. Then next week is going to be the Canadian Open. And then the big one, the U.S. Open at Brookline. So definitely a ton to look forward to. Then a few weeks later, you got the Open Championship in St. Andrews. Tiger is probably going to play in that one. I mean, it's definitely going to be a lot of fun. And then also, you have the stuff with the Saudi League. That should come to head very, very soon. So we're going to see how that all plays out. But they should be announcing their uh, – their, uh, the roster, I guess that's what you want to call it, the roster for their tournament very, very soon. So that's going to be interesting to see if Phil is in there, to see if a guy like Sergio Garcia is in there. But that will all come to head probably soon. If not this week, it's going to be early next week. So we'll probably get to that on next week's episode as well. But I think that will wrap up this episode of On the Green. So for my partners, Will Talent and Michael Calamari, I'm Andrew Galata saying see you next week. <laughs>